Hello and welcome to and let's be heard for Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. I'm Mike Kachopoli. All right. How's everyone doing tonight? How's everyone doing? Did I miss anything? Did anything happen today? Did anything happen today that I missed? I'm trying to think. I was I was doing some preparation for the show and I was trying to figure out if I had missed anything tonight. I'm trying to go through my list of things I may have missed. Let me think. Could I? Is it? Is it uh, let me see. No, no, I don't know. I'm going through listening. Oh, wait a minute. There's something. There's something I missed. The State of the Union. The State of the Union. But uh, have no fear. Have no fear. I have uh, looked at many clips, many reviews, many critiques. I'm looking at what people are, are saying. And uh, one thing that one thing that makes me very nervous when I listen to to Joe Biden give any kind of a speech, let alone this kind of a speech, which is, you know, an hour long or whatever it is, is that he's, he screams a lot. He, he's constantly screaming. He's constantly raising his voice. And for a party who for a party that complained for four years that all Trump did was yell at people and scream. Um, I don't, I, I can't see how, how they can't admit that this guy screams a lot more than Donald Trump. Now, Trump may have um, figuratively screamed on Twitter, I guess, right? You go after people, or you write in capital letters, or you put an exclamation point, or you write sad, and you put an exclamation point. I guess, technically, I guess uh, they consider that uh, yelling. But I don't recall Trump ever yelling when he was giving speeches or, or press conferences or raising his voice the way Joe Biden does. Biden's constantly screaming. He screams like an angry old man. And yet, once again, look, I know it's no shock that the Democrats are hypocrites. I know you can say, Mike, you're always talking about the Democrats. Yes, yeah, no shock. The Democrats are the ones who constantly said Trump was belligerent. Yet this guy is constantly, Biden's constantly raising his voice and screaming at people. One thing I did notice from from watching the clips of the State of the Union is this very odd thing he was doing, which is like yelling at the Republicans, which is like arguing with them. I've never seen that before. Could you imagine if Trump did that? If Trump argued with Democrats during his speech, they would say, oh, how out of line. Oh, where's the decorum with this with this Neanderthal man yelling and screaming and arguing with Democrats? Just give the speech, man. Just give the speech and shut up. But the whole speech seemed to be Biden yelling at, at, at Democrats, at Republicans, back and forth. Now, as entertaining as that might be, that's not the protocol of the State of the Union. The protocol of the State of the Union is you give a speech. You give a speech. You read off a teleprompter. You give a speech. That's all. You throw out their line. We talked about this yesterday. It's all lies. It's all propaganda anyway. But you throw out their lines that are going to get you applause from your party, right? You throw out their like red meat that's going to get you easy applause, like a laugh track in a sitcom from your party. And they're going to stand up and they clap, right? And then the vice president behind you stands up and claps. And if you have the speaker like they did up until this time, they can't. So, you know, that's the whole point, right? I don't get this idea of him of, of arguing with 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 Republicans. 
Now, there are certain things he said which were just basic lies. Basic lies. And for a guy who talks about bringing people together, bringing both sides together, he was just lobbing these lies at the Republicans, saying, if you do this and if you do that, Jack, and if you do that, you know, I, 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 uh, <laughs> I, I jokingly on Twitter put my little wrap up of the State of the Union, which is basically, listen up, Jack, that's malarkey, man. Come on, Jack, come on, fat, listen up. But basically, that's what this was. Just lobbying, lobbying like lies and epithets and uh, threats at the Republicans. And the one thing, one of the biggest lies of the many lies, we know Joe Biden's been lying for half a century now. That's, that's all Joe Biden does. But this was a mix of lies and like very confusing statements that I didn't understand what he was saying. And I'll, I'll play some clips. I've, I've, if you have any favorite clips you'd like me to play, let me know. But I've, I've queued up a few clips here. And the first one is what – this is a lie that Demo- – this is not just Biden's lie. This is a lie Democrats have been telling about Republicans for years now. Once again, this is like the COVID lie, the masks work lie, the vaccines will stop the spread lie, the climate change, the world's going to end in one year lie. These are all lies. So remember, Democrats have been telling this lie about Social Security and Medicare about Republicans for decades now, and yet it's never happened because it's a lie. So Biden was um, referencing Medicare and, and Social Security, and he told this lie, and this was kind of a point in the in the in the address where he just lost everybody because of this lie. Here it is. There are some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you anybody who doubts it. Contact my office. So first of all, if you he he starts out saying some Republicans want this, then he goes, not too many of you, maybe a few of you, a couple of you, one of you, maybe half of you may have. It's it just shows this guy's just a fucking liar. All he does is tell stories. He, he tells tall tales. Jen Psaki said before the state unit, he's a great storyteller. Yeah, he's a fantastic storyteller, not in the way she thinks, but he just tells stories and lies. So if you keep on backtracking in that one minute clip, he just kept on back. Some of you, a few of you, many, one of you, two of you, three of you could have. Why even bring it up? Look, there might be three or four Democrats who think that a child should be aborted as they're coming as they're coming out of the mother. A few Democrats think the child should be able to be aborted. The time is coming out of the mother's vagina. They think it should be aborted and killed. Does that mean it's an agenda of the Democratic Party? Does that mean it's something I should bring up if I'm a Republican president? Of course not. But the guy's such a lying old scumbag. He's a lying old scumbag. 
And there's never been any evidence that Republicans as a party want to get rid of Social Security and Medicare. It's ridiculous. Democrats have been saying that for ages. For ages, they've, they've been saying Republicans are coming every election cycle. They say Republicans are coming after your Medicare, your Social Security, and they never do. They never do. So this is like this, this, this perpetual lie they tell. The perpetual lie they tell about Republicans. And it's just not, there's no, there's no shred of truth to it. So good for the Republicans for finally standing up for themselves on this and booing him and calling him a liar. Remember, this is Joe Biden, who on the Senate floor, on the Senate floor, he was a senator, said, I didn't just I didn't just vote to cut Social Security once. I didn't just vote to cut security twice. I didn't just cut vote to cut Social Security three times. I vote to cut Social Security four times. This is him on the Senate floor. Bernie Sanders campaign ran the fucking ad during the 2020 primaries. And so he had the goal to say Republicans want to sunset Social Security when he said on the Senate floor proudly, I voted to cut Social Security four fucking times. Will any of the media play that clip? Of course not. Of course not. Remember, this is the guy who was totally against abortion. Okay? He was anti-abortion for almost his entire career as a senator. But now, as the president, in order to get reelected, he pretends as though he's a, he's a, he's a defender of women's rights. For decades, the guy was totally against abortion, totally fighting against abortion. Now he needs it. Now he needs to be for the killing of children in order to stay in office and get his ratings up among his party, who none of them want him to run again. What kind of a vile individual does that? What kind of a vile individual does that complete 180 at 80 years old just to hang on to power? A half century of power is not enough. He's got to lie about what he truly believes to hang on to power at 80 fucking years old. Past the median, past the average age of death. He's got to hold on to this power. Once again, what do they do these stupid speeches? It's idiotic. Totally idiotic. But there's more clips. There are more clips. Let me play some, play some more clips while I'm at it here. And then we'll play a, little, a few couple of clips of, of uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, response, which was actually very good. Very good response. Here's Biden. <laughs> Here's Biden saying some things that I don't understand what he's saying. Once again, half the speech was lies. The other half was like you couldn't. It was so confusing. You couldn't understand what he was saying. You couldn't make sense of what he was saying. I think I understand what he's. I actually am in trouble. I think I'm learning Biden speak. So I think I understand what he's saying in this clip. But I can't be totally sure what he's saying. I, I have my I have my guesses. If I can. Cue, I need to clear this up. I need to cue this up better. But. Uh, Let's see if I can cue this up perfectly. Eh, might not be perfect, but it'll be close. 
it'll be close. Let's see here. Okay, hold on. Here it is. Let's see if you can figure it out with me, what he's saying in this clip. Oh, sorry. This damn phone. To raise the cost of precision jobs, I will veto it. Yeah, I'll make that, I'll make that clearer for you in a second. Mistake. If you try anything to raise the cost of precision jobs, I will veto it. So the transcript is... Make no mistake, if you, if, you, if you try anything to raise the cost of jobs, I will veto it. So, <laughs> and with him saying jobs, the entire contingent of Democrats stand up and clap. <laughs> so they, here's the thing. They all, like the press and the Congress, they all get the transcript. They know what he's going to say ahead of time, right? And in the transcript, it's not written as I'm guessing in the in the transcript, it's written as prescription drugs. I'm guessing now. I, I once guess my best guess is that Biden was saying, if you try anything to raise the cost of prescription drugs, I will veto it. But he didn't say prescription drugs. He said prescription drugs. I wonder if he was drinking with Paul Pelosi and Nancy before this thing. But there's another lie. When when did Republicans ever say they were going to raise the cost of prescription drugs? If anyone's in the in the pockets of big, if anyone's a big pharma whore, it's him. It's his party, which they've proven over the last three years. So I don't remember Republicans ever saying they were going to raise the cost of prescription drugs. I, I don't ever recall that. He just he brought that. He they they put that once again. He doesn't write these things. Whoever his speechwriter is, just put that in there as stupid red meat. It's like it's like him going up there and saying and, and saying, <laughs> if, if you if you if you if you put a bill in front of me, if you put a bill of skin to turn the sky black 24 hours a day, I'm going to veto it. Hey, I don't want the sky to be black. How bad, how horrible these Republicans are. They want the sky to be black 24. It just doesn't. It's, it's not. It's like not in reality. There's no reality to it. No Republicans have ever said we what what. What politician have you ever heard saying we really need to raise those costs of prescription? Once again, I'm assuming it's prescription drugs because he said verbs, but I'm guessing that's prescription drugs. It's a, it's just a total fabrication. It's a total utter fabrication. If there's one person you should not allow to do this for an hour, it's Joe Biden. Because he's such a professional liar. Like I said, he's been lying for half a century. He's been lying since, what, 1972? More than half a century. He's been lying as long as I've been alive. And that feels like a, a longer time every fucking day. What well, is a longer time technically every day, isn't it? But he's. this is just... <laughs> it's in his wheelhouse to do this for an hour, right? He He, he gets off on this. On this one hour of unabashed lying where he can just lie as long as he wants and no one calls him on it. Well, they did, actually. There was some there was some uh, unrest in the audience. There was some unrest in the audience. But once again, think of this. You're his, you're his speechwriter, right? And you go into this knowing that two out of every three Democrats do two out of every three Democrats 
which means there's probably three out of every four, four out of every five Americans. But two out of every three Democrats don't want him running in the primary, don't want him to be the president in 2025. They don't want him to run again. So when you're writing a speech, what you have to do is you have to give a lot of red meat for the party, right? You have to get a lot of red meat for the base. Doesn't matter how much you lie. Doesn't matter how much you stress stress reality. Doesn't matter how much you go into fantasy land with things like Republicans want to get rid of Social Security and Medicare, and they want to raise the cost of prescription drugs. All that stuff. It's just stupid, ignorant red meat for an ignorant base. But that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get Democrats excited. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Joe Biden is fighting Republicans on 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 sunsetting Medicare and Social Security. Oh, Joe Biden's going to fight those Republicans on raising the cost of Rojas. Oh, he's the man for me. Of course, it's all bullshit. These are all made up things. They're all made up. But this is there to get that 31 percent number up. They want to get that as close to like 50 as possible. So that's what they're doing. And this is their last chance, right? This is their last chance before the primary season starts. So that's that's what this is all about. This is just red meat. Red meat for his party. Red meat for the vote. It's not even for Congress. This is for the American people. This is for Democrats watching to say, I'm riding with Biden again. I'm riding with Biden into the sunset. I'm riding with Biden into the sunset. That's what this is here for. That was the whole point of the State of the Union. That's why you even get more lying and more of this, uh, all, all this clown car world stuff than usual. Because it's just there. It's just, it's just lines. It's lines. Shallow lines just to get his base riled up about him. How he's going to protect us from those horrible Republicans. Okay, here's another one. Once again, this is more red meat. This is about passing a bipartisan equality act to ensure that the gays and lesbians, American, especially transgender young people, can live with dignity and safety. So this is, once again, this is just more ridiculous stupidity red meat for his base. But he didn't say it the way I said it. I don't think I said it that well, but here's here's Joe Biden. Americans, especially transgender young people, can live with safety and dignity. Our strength. I don't know what he yelled at the end. That was there's something at the end. It was like a a Tourette's thing. Oh, safety. Okay, so <laughs> he said LGB LG. He said LG. Let's also pass the Bipartisan Equality Act and ensure LBG LGBTQ. Americans, as though there aren't enough letters already, especially transgender young people can live with dignity and safety. That was the that was the yelling at the end. Sorry, I just yelled. That's what he said. That's what he and safety. Okay. Once again, this is all garbage. This is nonsense. But it's red meat for the Democratic base. Yes, he's gonna protect LGBTQ Oh yes, what a great man he is. What a great man. So that's more of that. Here's an interesting little uh exchange. Um, this is about uh, the fentanyl. Fentanyl. By the way, I will also play a clip in a second of Nancy Pelosi drunk on CNN after trying to talk about fentanyl. Fentanyl. fentanyl Not. By the way, uh, uh, list the way he says fentanyl. I know someone out there 
more, maybe one, more than one person won't be very happy with this. But here, here it is. Okay. Fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 people a year. You got it. <laughs> So let's fentanyl. Is yeah, fentanyl, fentanyl. Okay. So he says fentanyl. Um, I think the president will learn how to say it, but why should the president learn how to say it? He doesn't give a shit. He also gives a fake number. 70,000 is not even close. It's six digits. It's a hundred thousand plus. He was, uh, some people corrected him on that after, but it was, uh, he said 70,000. But I think what the Republicans say is it came from China. It came from China and it goes through the border. He doesn't talk about that. He doesn't talk about the fentanyl comes from China and has gone through the, the poorest southern border. In other words, more people are getting, more children are getting killed, more people in this country are being killed by fentanyl because of his weakness with China and his incredible weakness with the border and leaving the border open. <clears throat> so that he, doesn't, that he doesn't mention there. That he doesn't mention there. But so much tell him it's fentanyl, right? So much tell him the word is fentanyl. Fentanyl, yes, nil, fentanyl, fentanyl, Daniel writes, nil, fentanyl, fentanyl. Okay, someone should tell him that. But he'd have to actually care about the issue. He'd have to actually care about the issue, right, in order to get the word right. So don't, 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 don't believe, don't, don't uh, have too much stake in this, that he's going to care about that. Um, there was another clip I wanted to play. Uh, there was also Jill Biden be at the beginning kissing kissing uh, Kamala Harris's husband on the lips. That's a little weird, a little bit, little weird, little bit, little bit weird, little bit, little bit. But they're a weird bunch. They are a very, very weird bunch. Okay, what else did I want to show you here? Do I want to get to Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Well, first, let's, 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 play, let's play Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi has her own troubles with the word fentanyl. OK, so, Nancy has her, ha, has her own troubles with the word. The um, uh, issues that relate to fen fen fentanyl, yeah. fentanyl, but also mental health issues that sort of relate to that. The that finally, the 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 other person on CNN, I think it might have been Jake Tapper, says fentanyl. So she so Biden says fentanyl. Nancy went. <clears throat> we know where her husband gets his drinking from. <clears throat> it's really embarrassing. This is this is this is this is an embarrassing, embarrassing night for the Democrats. Embarrassing night for the country. Embarrassing night for the Constitution. Embarrassing night for freedom. It just it just truly is. It just truly is. And, and as in Ian Miller uh, critiques. Joe Biden says he ended the pandemic. So, oh, Joe Biden saying that he ended the pandemic is one of the most dishonest statements you'll ever hear. The pandemic ended because everyone got COVID regardless of how many times they got vaccinated, how often they wore masks, or how many pointless restrictions politicians imposed. He's 137% right. hundred and But I'm even hearing Republicans, you see, buying into this bullshit that Biden ended COVID. That Biden ended COVID instead of, of course, refuting it with actual facts and evidence and like real world, the reality of the situation, which is that, as Ian Miller said, it ended because so many people got it 
it got weaker through natural immunity. That That's called real science. We got it. And that weakened the virus. That's what happened. That's like every virus since the beginning of mankind. OK, that's what happens. The same thing would have happened if, if Trump had stayed in office, if Trump had been reelected around the same time period. Right. The same around the same time period, the same thing would have happened. What would not have happened. And why this whole bullshit of Joe Biden gets high marks on covid. So Joe Biden gets high max for high marks for something he, he he wouldn't even admit was a real thing, which is natural immunity and not admitting, as we know, Fauci and through the Twitter files, not admitting, not admitting natural immunity is a real thing and trying to suppress the opinion of natural immunity being a real thing caused things like vaccine mandates and all these restrictions and lockdowns and forced masking and stores closing and, and people losing their jobs, getting at the vaccine. So all that stuff is not handling COVID well. OK, putting the economy in the shitter. The reason the economy went into the shitter is because they would not admit natural immunity is a thing. And they did things like vaccine mandates and people lost their fucking jobs. OK, people lost their jobs, lockdowns, Democrat run lockdowns where people had to close their businesses for good, okay? So Joe Biden and the Democrats did not handle COVID well. We're in this world of shit now because of Joe Biden and the Democratic governor's COVID restrictions because they would not ever admit that natural immunity was actually a real thing. And even if they just sis, if they if they sat on their fucking hands, the same thing would have happened regarding the virus and it would have gone away at the same fucking time, if not earlier. Because we wouldn't have been hiding from it. We wouldn't have been hiding from the inevitable conclusion for so long. Preventing the inevitable. The inevitable may have happened a year to 18 months sooner. Which would have been better for society. Which would have been better for the economy. Less people would have gotten sick. Fewer people would have died. So this bullshit that even some Republicans are buying into. Where yeah, Joe Biden gets high marks on COVID. My ass. He gets high marks. He gets high marks on COVID from an ignorant fucking public led by an ignorant fucking legacy media. Or a legacy media with a narrative. This gets me more upset than anything. Joe Biden didn't handle COVID well. He handled COVID horribly. Saying Joe Biden handled COVID well is like saying Andrew Cuomo handed COVID well. It's like saying that Gavin Newsom handed COVID well. It's like saying it's like saying Ron DeSantis handled COVID horribly. That's the opposite of reality. Ron DeSantis handled COVID well. Joe Biden handled COVID like a senile old politician would handle COVID. It was horrible. It's the reason why we're fucked now. Because of the way he handled COVID. Let's clear that up. I think I made myself very clear. For a much more level-headed and reasonable response, I go to, if I can cue this up, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And I don't have a lot in common. I'm for freedom. He's for government control. At 40... I'm the youngest governor in the country. And at 80, he's the oldest president in American history. I'm the first woman to lead my state. And he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. Not only a woke mob that can't tell you what a woman is, a Supreme Court justice, Jackson, that can't tell you what a woman is. Remember that. It's bad enough. And Sarah's totally right. It's bad enough that the woke mob can't tell you where the woman is. 
But it's absolutely despicable that a Supreme Court justice doesn't know the definition of a woman. And remember, another Supreme Court justice, Sotomayor, thought that 100,000 children had, were on ventilators from COVID. These are fucking morons. They're morons who decide our, who, these are morons who decide our fate in the way they interpret the Constitution. One doesn't know what a woman is, and one thinks 100,000 children are on ventilators. <clears throat> Here's Sarah Huckabee Sanders also talking about uh, the... Uh, well, let me cue this up here. Oh, okay, this one, this is uh, the left-wing culture. She's 100% right about this also. And while you reap the consequences of their failures, the Biden administration seems more interested in woke fantasies than the hard reality Americans face every day. Most Americans simply want to live their lives in freedom and peace. But we are under attack in a left-wing culture war we didn't start and never wanted to fight. Every day we are told we must partake in their rituals, salute their flags, and worship their false idols. All while big government colludes with big tech to strip away the most American thing there is, your freedom of speech. That's not normal. It's crazy. And it's wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Crazy and wrong. And that's exactly, she's 100% right. That's exactly what this whole Democratic Party has been about over the last three years. And certainly for the two years plus that Biden has been in office now. It's been about this ridiculous culture war thing they bring up because they can't talk about the real issues. They're on the wrong side of every actual real issue that affects normal Americans on a daily basis. They're on the wrong side of it all. They're on the wrong side of, of, of COVID. They're on the wrong side of immigration. They're on the wrong side of China. They're on the wrong side of, of the drug problem. They're on the wrong side of the crime problem. They're on the wrong side of everything. They're even on the wrong side of the abortion issue because they make it they make it as though it's not a state's issue, and it is a state's issue. That's the bottom line. It's just a state's issue, yet they keep on. He, oh, but there's also a clip, I don't think I can find it, where he says something to the effect of, once again, just more red meat for his base. Um, if, if, the, if the Republicans try to make a bill banning abortion nationwide, well, you fucking old fool, the Supreme Court just said it's not a federal issue anymore. It's a state issue. Okay. There is no bill. There, and it's the Republicans who want it to be a state issue. It's you, moron, in your party that doesn't want it to be a state issue. So once again, it's just made up. It's the Democrats who wanted to, of course, it's too late now. They, they said they were going to do this forever, that wanted to, to, to codify Roe, right? It's the Democrats are the ones who wanted to take it away from the states, make it a federal issue, and make it a law that anyone can get an abortion at any time. It's not the Republicans who want to make a federal issue where abortion's legal across the entire illegal across the entire country. Once again, this is all made up nonsense. It's all made up lies for his base, red meat for his base to try to get more people in his party to want him to run again. The whole point of this, once again, understand the whole point of this hour plus of lying is to get the voters in the Democratic Party and the Democratic base behind a guy running again at 82 years old. How pathetic is that? 
How pathetic is that? It's incredibly pathetic. I answered my own question. I answered my own question. Malarkey, I tell you. It's all malarkey, Jack. Malarkey. And so there was more of the same. There was more of the same. More of the same. Uh, Lies and lies and lies and lies and lies and lies. I mean, (laughs) he has the balls. He has the balls to say that Big Farm has been unfairly charging people, making reference profits, not anymore. Can you believe this? Can you believe the unmitigated gall of this guy? After, after, after what him and his party have done over the last three years, pushing vaccine after va- useless, poisonous vaccine after vaccine and jab after jab after jab, making record profits for Big Pharma, billions of dollars. Their stock's gone up. Everyone else's 401k has gone down. And this guy has the balls to say Big Pharma's been unfairly charging people. I'm not going to allow it anymore. Once again, that can only play with the dumbest, basest, fucking stupid Democrat voter out there. Of course, his party, as like, like seals, they all clap. Every single fucking one of them in the pockets of Big Pharma, every single one of those Democrats, big whores for Big Pharma, they clap. And these voters, these Democratic voters, who this comment is supposed to play to, actually believe he's defending the regular people and he's fighting Big Pharma. When he stuffed billions in their pockets for three fucking years. So do you understand why I don't watch this live? Because I have to sit there. If I if I watch this live, I'd have to sit there with a blood pressure machine the whole time. Pushing, putting the thing, seeing my blood pressure every two minutes to see where it stands. Because it's an hour of unchecked lies. Yeah, no, it'll be checked by, you know, 2% of the media after. 98% of the media won't, won't fact check at all. Won't talk, about, won't talk about that fact I just brought up at all. But while he's talking for the hour, there's no one checking him, right? This, this is not an interview, right? Except for the few times where he got into the back and forth with the Republicans, there was really no one checking his lies. There was no one saying, uh, uh, hey, Joe, hey, Joey, Joey, hey, Joey Amtrak, I pinch your cheek, you're such a regular fucking guy, Joey. How, how much profit did Big Pharma make over the last uh, two years while you were in office? For the two plus years, for the 25 months that you've been in office right now, how, how what, were, what were Big Pharma's profits before you took office and now? How how were Big Pharma's, how, how were their stocks before you took office and now, Joey boy, Joey regular guy? You fucking liar, you old fucking senile fool. Just that one question is all you'd have to ask. You would have to curse like I did. But we just asked the question. How is Big Pharma done? Okay, the average person, I want average Joe Joe American, how are you now compared to 25 months ago? How is Big Farmer's pockets now compared to 25 months ago? Joey boy, Joey regular guy, Amtrak, up my ass. 
All the guy has done for a half century is lie. This is like the culmination. I guess it makes sense. This is like the culmination of 50 fucking years of lying. 50 years of lying. Saying you're going to fight greedy big pharma when you've been stuffing billions in their pockets for 25 months. Someone call him on this shit. I don't think I can talk about this anymore. I've been talking about 37 minutes. I might have a stroke. Although my, 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 my chances of having a stroke are much lower because I never got jabbed. I never got jabbed, so my, I, I probably will not have a stroke. If I, if, I, if I had gotten the jabs, I'd be very worried that I'm going to have a stroke at 51. By the way, two more people today. I think a 30-year-old or 50-year-old, they stroked and died out of nowhere. Eh, normal, normal stuff. But I digress. Daniel, did you watch this mess? No, I didn't. Um, but I did see bits of uh, Huckabee Sanders' um, uh, response. And, um, you know... I just can't imagine any parent across this country or grandparent. Um, I just can't imagine that Sanders' um, response to the State of the Union would not be resonating with with every parent across this country, no matter of their, their political suasion or former political persuasions. I just I just can't imagine that. I mean, she's absolutely dead on about the the woke um, delusions. Um, that are driving much of the um, Democrats' agenda. Um, it's pe- people from both parties. Uh, in- Independents are growing. Both Republicans and Democrats have been shrinking over the years, and I think that's all that's left with, with the in the Democratic base is these woke wokeatics. Um, they're they're just lunatics. Um, and uh, they, they just seem they seem to be in love with. Um, with um, intentionally detaching from reality and rubbing it in people's faces um, that they can do it by virtue of the media um, promoting this uh, dystopian um, look at reality and this um, neglect and denial of reality. Um, the media just just seems to be um, the fourth estate. The, the now mercenary journalists just seem to be promoting this for for who knows what reason, um, they seem to um, be in a death spiral, the, um, the fourth estate. And, um, but I, yeah, I just can't imagine that a par- any parent, um, Democrat, Republican, Independent, um, whatever, um, is, is not going to be totally behind the sentiments that uh, Sandra herself, Sanders herself um, expressed um, or that others like her are expressing. Well, the fact of the matter is that neither, no, no president could do that. I mean, this guy's the worst of the worst, but I mean, it, because he's been doing it for so long as well. It's not like, you know, you're, if you're a new, if you're a fairly young president, which I guess we don't have anymore, at least not since Obama. And, and, you know, you've been lying for five, six years. It's one thing, but this guy's been lying for half a century. You would think by half a century, people would get, would catch on to somebody, right? You think a half century, people would then realize this guy, if you're, if you're friends with someone for a half century and all they do is lie, by that time, you know, right? Oh, this, this guy's a real liar. I can't believe one thing this guy says, you know, because this is ridiculous. I mean, this is insane. However, if you had a media that actually truly, not the faked bullshit uh, fact-checking they do now, not the rigged fact-checking they do now, but real fact-checking, 
this this would be much tougher to do, right? It would be much tougher for any party, any president to lie for an hour straight if you had an actual real media that does their job. And these are becoming much more – because the media, as I've spoken about, doesn't do real journalism anymore, doesn't do real follow-up questions, doesn't do real fact-checking anymore, doesn't bother to do that because mostly they don't want to. <clears throat> this, these, these speeches are going to become more and more uh, hyperbolic. I mean, it's like you can just stand there and lie over and over. You could tell 50, 60 lies in an hour, and no one's going to fact check you. No one's going yeah. no one, no to simply say something like I did. Okay, you talk about one of your big stand-up you know, applause lines that's playing to your base is that you're going to go after Big Pharma and protect the American people and not let Big Pharma charge these crazy prices for prescription drugs. Well, Joe... How much is Big Pharma made off the vaccine that you lied about 20 times saying was going to stop the spread? How much is Big Pharma made during your two years in office? How much, how, many, how much profit has Big Pharma made in the two years you're in office compared to the four years Trump was in office? Can I, should I show you the numbers, Joe? Should I show you the stock portfolio over the last 25 months? No one in the media is going to do that. Yeah, and they um, they talk about um, pharmaceutical prices, and, and, and Gavin Newsom and Biden, in particular, talk about insulin a lot. Um, the um, we we have a um, an obesity a, a pandemic across this world, and um, and it is driving up the need for insulin, obviously. And instead of asking Americans to do their part for the sake of every American. Um, and, and get healthy. I mean, just make a commitment to getting healthy. Instead of doing that, they are saying, we're going to distribute the cost of your irresponsibility to the healthy in this country, and they are going to pay for your insulin. I imagine that's going to make a lot of us really pissed off. Yes, of course. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. But like I said, it's almost silly, and I, I, I should, I should, I should, you know, I should be mad at myself. It's almost silly to get angry at any of this because, as I said at the beginning of this show, it's all there, just as red meat for his base. It's just red meat to get them. What what they want to do is, and like I said, only the most base, ignorant, cultist Democrat would would applaud for any of this or 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 take any of this as being the truth. But that's not he's not looking for the independent voter. He's not looking for the critique. He's not looking for the independent voter with a with a critical eye or critical thinking ability. He's not even he's not even targeting the Democrat with critical thinking ability. He wants the most ignorant cult based Democrat to come home. That's what they want, because when you see that only one of every three Democrats want him to run again, there's still a lot of that ignorant base out there that hasn't come home yet. As far as saying I want Joe Biden to run again, right? I'm okay with Joe Biden running again. That's what he played to tonight. That's yeah. what he had to go after. He wants to get that in 31 number, like I say, up as close to 50 as possible. And he, in order to do that, he needs to bring home as many of these ignorant, um, lifelong cult Democrats as possible. And he's also giving um, instructions to every editor and every one of the mercenary journalist newsrooms across the country, marching orders on how to cover his administration. And you can bet that uh, journalists, in quotes, uh, across the country um, are going to start echoing uh, many of the 
insane points in, in his uh, speech. Um, I mean, no, no different than the, the transgender insanity, the COVID lockdown mask and, and, uh, and wonderful vaccine insanity. Um, this is this is mercenary journalism, pure and simple. That's what we now have in the mainstream media. Um, th- that that media needs to go away, and the fifth estate um, needs to rise. But that that's what he's doing. He is giving his editorial um, um, directions to every editor in every newsroom across this country who are, uh, you know, like I said, mercenary journalists, and they're doing the work of this. Um, Woke, uh, uh, I don't want to call it agenda. This woke, um, uh, this army of wokeness, and, and what, what, what this army of wokeness, um, um, what their, what, what sort of um, territory in our, in our minds and our bodies and our country that that they are objectively want to take is is still kind of a mystery to me. I'm not, I'm still not sure that they that they know. Um, as we were saying last night, um, they created this tool, this propaganda tool, and, and they just can't stop using it. Um, you know, it served their purpose for COVID. They still got the tool and they're still going to continue to use it. And that's what Biden is giving newsrooms um, orders to do across this country is to keep pumping up the insanity. Uh, um, and, um, and then somehow it's going to serve their their woke purposes. And, you know, the weird thing about this, that you mentioned the um, sunsetting, his, his um, mention of sunsetting. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm just yeah. up. Sorry. You, you mentioned his um, uh, um, tirade about sunsetting uh, uh, Medicare and, and Social Security benefits. And, and, and the media, and you can expect them to do this um, starting tomorrow, is they're going to say, yeah, the Republicans want to get rid of of Medicare and Social Security, which would be an entirely different thing than sunsetting. I mean, you're correct that no Republican, very few, if any, Republicans are out there saying we want to sunset the vote. Um, but they're going to they're going to go one step further, and they're going to claim that Republicans want to get rid. Sunsetting and getting rid of are entirely different things. If they were to sunset Medicare, for example, or sunset uh, Social Security, what they mean by that is for those who have paid in to whatever degree they've paid in. So let's say that you've paid in um, Social Security and you're at full retirement age of 66.6 years. Let's say that in your particular age bracket, that's what your um, uh, full security, full Social Security benefits start, start kicking in at. Um, and once you reach that age, you would get your full Social Security benefits just as though Social Security um, um, was going to continue on. That's what sunsetting means. For those who hadn't paid in all the way up to full retirement age, they would get partial as much as they, they get it in proportion to how much they have paid in. That's what sunsetting means. That's what the, it would mean for Medicare as well. You pay into Medicare throughout your life through your employment taxes. And, and um, if you had paid in all the way through up until the time you're eligible for Medicare and everyone is eligible, every person is eligible at 65, unlike Social Security where the, the, the full retirement benefits um, is different depending on age um, when you were born. Um, at, for, at 65, if you paid in all your life and you turned 65, you would get full benefits for the rest of your life. That's what sunsetting means. But they are going to start lying starting tomorrow, saying that uh, they, that Republicans want to get rid of the both, meaning those who have paid in to both programs their entire life and are now collecting 
or just about to click, started clicking, will get nothing, which is not what Sun City means. And it's not what any Republican or anybody would, would ever envision possibly being able to pull off politically. No, and he knows that Biden. He knows that this is not the whole idea is basically the whole idea is to save it so it's there forever, right? To save it, to salvage it so it's still so it's there for the people now, the young generation now, so it's there for them in 40, 50 years. That's the whole point, to make sure it's there and it's solvent for a very long time. That so both parties have talked about that though. He knows that. In fact, in a few minutes, I'll play a clip of him on the Senate floor talking about this. But it's it, it, the idea is when when you lie about that, it's simply there just to, once again, as red meat for the most ignorant Democratic voter to say, OK, here's tough Joe standing up for me. Here's tough Joe making sure the Republicans don't don't take away my benefits. You know, and it's 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 just once again, it's just obvious that that was the theme going into this, that his speechwriters did this. And yeah. so when, when you're doing that, though, when you're trying to play, not that they don't often do this, but this was specifically this speech because he's about to run again, most likely. And that's the, the, the specific idea of this speech was simply to get the most ardent Democrat, lifelong Democrat, um, to, to simply jump back on the, the, uh, the, the Biden bandwagon. And so you throw those stupid lines out there. So that's why this is like the one of the worst speeches ever, because it's just simply it's desperate. Right. It's desperate. It's absolutely. That's the, that's the word. It's absolutely a desperation. It's desperation. And and the, the desperation showed. However, most of the media won't call him on this desperation. Of course, they're right. going to ampl- they're going to amplify the insanity. That, yeah, that's that's 100 percent going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to they're going to amplify it. Absolutely. But once again, you can't once again, they love that's This is the, was the hypocrisy also of the legacy media and the fact checkers. They love fact checking things all the time on Twitter, on Facebook, putting these little icons on, putting these little disclaimers on. Yet there won't be one fact check of all the lies that he told. There won't be one. Fa- there won't be one fact checker showing how no Republican is called to end Social Security and Medicare. There won't be one fact checker to show how Joe Biden and Democrats have been the back have been the pockets of Big Pharma for the last three years. There won't be one fact checker to 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 fact check any of this stuff. There won't be one fact checker to show that Joe Biden was on the Senate floor calling for cuts over and over again to Medicare and Social Security. Of, of course one, not. Not one of them. Because all the fact checkers are someplace between 18 and 19 years old, and they look shit up on Wikipedia. Of course not. I mean, that's, well, that's I, the extent of their fact checking. Right. Yeah. Um, you mentioned something about uh, at the beginning of the show about the State of the Union. Like I said, I didn't listen to it, but um, I just couldn't. I just couldn't bear that. I, I know I'd be, you know, be, be yelling at my phone <laughs> if I was if I was to listen to it, and I just didn't want to put myself through that. But you mentioned um, him yelling at, at people yes. throughout the State of the Union. Yes. Um, that that yelling that is a um, that um, what we call emotional lability is a sign of dementia. Ah, there you go. There you go. Well, I just, I just, me, I'm a layperson. I just see this as a sign of a cranky old man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a cranky, exactly. A cranky exactly. man. I mean, he might as well be yelling, get off my lawn, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. true. It's just, but once again, the hypocrisy is that this is what the Democrats, once again, the Democrats always accuse Republicans of doing exactly what they do. And they, this is what the Democrats accuse Donald Trump of doing, of being mean and nasty and yelling. And yet I watched several Trump's Day of the Unions and not once did he yell at the Democrats, not once did he directly yell at the Democrats and raise his voice. His voice was always very monotone. Yeah, I remember like, when- like most presidents, like Obama, like most of them. But this guy, he's constantly screaming. He's constantly yelling. And, you know, you say it's a dementia thing. It might be. But to me, oh, it just, definitely is. To me, it's just a mad, desperate old man. Well, it's that, too. But um, emotional lability, you know, it is a labile state of emotions that is an unstable state of emotion that can easily be tipped in any direction, you know, where, where he is just um, inappropriately expressing emotion. Uh, that is definitely a sign of dementia. It's one one of the symptoms of dementia would be a better way to put it. Signs usually are things that are uh, indicative with respect to a diagnosis. Um, uh, lability, emotional ability can be there in people for many different reasons. So it's better calling it a symptom of, of dementia. But it's there and you, and you see it in this guy. And I mean, you also see the, you also see other signs where. He's just babbling uh, words that are just, you know, can't even say the word so. It's, it's, it's just, um, he sounds like he's got an expressive aphasia going on. And he does. He does have an expressive aphasia to some degree going on. He's never going to make it to, to, to um, 2024 as a presidential candidate. Is anyone possibly capable of, of being a presidential candidate? Unless, and this, and this is actually possible, unless um, um, they start deep faking this guy. And, and, um, you know, it, it, having, having a, a Zoom, you know, basically, basically making a Joe Biden chat GTP, GTP in which uh, they, they um, you know, say, OK, we're going to have debates, but they're going to be on Zoom. And it won't be Joe Biden speaking. It'll be a deep fake Joe Biden responding via chat GPT. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's exactly what it'll be. You know, so look, once again, I, I, I you know, I'm kind of a hypocrite myself because I talk about how this is all pre-planned and the reason why the speech was given and the reason for the speech and what, they're, what they were targeting. But once again, it's, it's really nothing to get angry about because it's just so obvious what they're doing. You know, it's just so obvious what they're doing. My anger, I guess, is, is much more towards the, the media. My anger is towards these people who in, in the year 2023 are so big into fact-checking everything. Yet when it comes to this, which is, I mean, this, is, this would be like a, a night that's right for fact-checkers, right? Wouldn't this be like a, a fact-checker's dream, a night like this? Any, any, any State of the Union, but especially this one. And yet where are they? Where, where, where is the disclaimer that was run under your tweets for the last three years, that was run under my tweets, that was run under Jay Bhattacharya's tweets? Where's the disclaimer on the screen as he's talking? Why can't they do that? Why can't they have fact checkers fact checking in live time what he's saying as he says it and running it underneath the screen? Yeah. Um, in, in, a, um, in a world that um, valued truth and integrity more, we, would, we wouldn't need that. But um, in this case, it would be there. Um, but that's that's not the world we live in presently. We live in a world where the mainstream media is is going through some big 
big fits as they try to figure out how to maintain their business model in this new age of the internet. Um, this new age has been with us, you know, in, in somewhere near its present form for 20 years, but it's still a new age. And uh, their business model was, um, you know, they, they were losing tons and tons and tons of money um, around the, the uh, turn of the millennium. And um, they have developed new ways to make money. And that new way is mercenary journalism. At some point, the public and I think the COVID coverage and that hysteria that they fomented um, could be could be the turning point, you know, much like. Um, George Bush in 2003 lying us into the Iraq invasion and, you know, 80 uh, percent of the American public was was behind him initially. Well, fast forward to, you know, four years later, five years later, even though he won a second election, by the time we were, you know, five years into George Bush, everyone had realized that he'd lied. And those numbers entirely flipped were only 20 percent now believed that um, we had invaded Iraq because of weapons of mass destruction that existed. They, everyone realized he had lied and spawned from that, from that um, um, uh, disgust with, with George Bush and Linus and war, came Donald Trump, who, didn't, who, who promised to, to not get us into any more uh, Middle, Middle East wars and didn't do that, you know, resisted, resisted wars of all kinds. Um, you would think, that um, uh, my side of the political spectrum um, for, for, for most of my life, the Democrats um, and liberal side, would have been overjoyed by a president saying, we're, we're not going to do any warmongering anymore. But instead, they attacked him. And, and I mean, it's, like I said, it's part of the new, it's part of the new business model. They're, they're not practicing journalism um, um, in the manner that it was practiced for most of our lives. It's it's mercenary journalism. That's how they're making their money now. It's it's through um, take that's ads from from pharma, um, and we need to do something seriously in order to turn the me medical industrial complex's grip on our lives. Need to do get real serious about advertising of, of pharmaceuticals. That needs to be banned again, and that will um, rob them of much of the influence that they have over our media. So we have a we have journalists that are farming themselves as mercenaries, essentially, to big pharma. And that is what caused this coverage for the last three years. And as long as this system may, may, uh, stays in place, that is going to continue as long as, as advertisers are um, able to exert that sort of influence, you know, taking out big ads uh, and um, not for the purpose of selling stuff. But, but pouring big ad dollars into um, uh, media organizations, not for the purpose of selling stuff, but, but for the purpose of exercising um, control. They, the, what they do is they say, uh, um, well, you know, we, we, we didn't like the way you covered this story and uh, we liked the way you covered this story. And, and, and they, they drop the hints. Now, they're, now, now it's not just hint dropping anymore. It's overtly telling them um, what to cover. But um, it used to be, um, back in the day, that um, that's how they went about this. They bought uh, big ads, not for the purpose of selling anything, but for the purpose of having a channel to the newsroom. And so they can call up and say, hey, we're upset about the way you're covering this. Well, the right. yeah. client is saying, yeah. we're upset. Oh, they start changing their behavior.
That's it. Exactly. Daniel, let me let you go. I'm going to play a couple of clips. And yep. Have a great night. Thanks. I appreciate it as always. Just wrapping up the State of the Union, I miss you guys for an hour now. I didn't really intend to talk about this for an hour, but uh, then I'll get into a couple of other stories. Um, one about the New York City ending its vaccine mandate for workers and uh, a San Francisco story. But this is a Joe Biden. Once again, Joe Biden, uh, for those of you who just started listening, made this big lie that Republicans want to end. Some Republicans, he started out saying Republicans want to end, want to sunset Medicare and Social Security. They started booing. Then he said, well, some of you, a few of you, a couple of you, call my office. We'll find out who, we'll tell you who they are. This is bullshit anyway. But this is Joe Biden. Remember, I had prefaced it by saying that Joe Biden, during the campaign against Bernie Sanders, had brought up Social Security, and the Sanders campaign ran an ad which showed Joe Biden on the Senate floor saying, I didn't just cu- I didn't just vote to cut Social Security once. I didn't just vote to cut Social Security twice. I didn't just vote to cut Social Security three times. I voted proudly to cut Social Security four times. Here's also Joe Biden when he was Senator Biden. We have before us the balanced budget amendment about which many of us have expressed serious reservations, the effects of which are in both the short and the long term, cannot be predicted with any degree of certainty. We'll hear a good deal of hyperbole uh, uh, on this amendment, promises by those that this is going to cure all, and promises by those, if it passes, that we're going to go to hell in the handbasket and rapidly, and all our liberties will be taken from us. I hope we kind of keep our eye on the ball here and at least have an open mind um, uh, to the prospect that we can make this amendment better and still have an amendment. I'm sure someone has looked out over the next 15 years and concluded if we stay on the track, even the one predicted by the President of the United States, that uh, we will be uh, providing for an increasingly larger share of every tax dollar just to go to reduce interest on the debt. And to me, that's the driving force behind this amendment. When I introduced the budget freeze years ago, the liberals of my party said, it's an awful thing you're doing, Joe. You are all the programs we care about. You're freezing them. Money for the blind, the disabled, education, and so on. And my argument then is one I make now, which is the strongest, most compelling reason to be for this, but this amendment or an amendment. And that is that if we don't do that, all the things I care most about are going to be gone. I mean, whatever happened on old conservative discipline about paying for what you spend? I'm up for re-election this year, and I'm going to remind everybody what I did at home, which is going to cost me politically. I, when I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans. Benefit. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. Oh, look at that. When I argued we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicaid and Medicaid and veterans benefits. And wait a minute, we got to pay for this stuff. What happened to that Joe Biden? You see, that Joe Biden needed to say that back then to win. This Joe Biden needs to say this now in order to get the backing for Democrats for him to run again at 82 years old. That's the that's the definition of a political whore right there. By the way, that Joe Biden sounds very looks and sounds very different than this Joe Biden. And I'm not talking about the natural aging process. Relax. I know you're thinking, well, Mike, he's whatever, 20-something years older. No, there's a difference. There's a weird, weird difference. And that wraps up the State of the Union. What I want to transition to now is the New York City ending its vaccine mandate for city workers. And, of course, when we first look at a story like this, uh, we say, oh, great. Look how great that is. We're winning. We're winning. Well, remember, uh, and I – this is the this is how full of shit Eric Adams is. 
and I'm going to I'm going to play an intro to Eric. Um, for now, I'm going to play an intro whenever I talk about Eric Adams. Okay, um, an intro song, but um, <laughs> I think it's I think it's fitting. I think it's fitting for Mayor Adams, who likes to wear, who, who loves to, who loves to glean his, you know, if you got Gavin Newsom who's the hair gel king, the king of hair gel, you have Eric Adams who loves to buff his bald head. How do you get that perfect, shiny, bald head that Eric Adams has? And he loves to wear tight, tight outfits to show his buff 60 plus year old body. So I have an intro for Eric Adams, but, but they ending this vaccine mandate now. In, in February of 2023, when all the damage that mandate did has been done, all the damage has been done because it led to a 96 percent va- vaccination rate for city employees. So 96 percent of city employees got vaccinated, not because they wanted to. Well, some of them may have wanted to, but also many of them didn't want to. So now you have 90 what you've done. You wanted to force people to get vaccinated. You got 96% vaccinated. Then you end this after you've already done all that damage. Not only that, the 4% that didn't get vaccinated, they were fired. Okay? Thousands of workers were fired. And a series of lawsuits has followed. And they're going to continue those lawsuits because this ending of the vaccine mandate doesn't get them the money back. Doesn't get them there two, whatever many years, two years, basically, of back pay, which is, which is owed to them. I'll read the story in a second. But this is Eric Adams. Remember, this was Eric Adams who supported, when he took office, fully supported the vaccine mandate, which started under, let's be, let's be totally honest, under, under Bill de Blasio. But this is uh, Eric Adams now ending this and ending the vaccine mandate now. He could have ended the vaccine mandate 13 months ago when he took office. He did not. And ending it now and saying we're not going to provide, the city is not going to provide back pay and also these workers they're not automatically rehired they have to apply they have to apply for the jobs that were taken away from them by this unconstitutional vaccine mandate and those two years of of wages out the window they're gonna have to sue to get them that's eric adams this is the eric adams update I could I could play that song. I actually love that theme song. I didn't realize there's a long in, I didn't realize there's a long intro into the lyrics. But we know the lyrics, right? <laughs> Some of us do. <laughs> Boy, that's oh look at that. 1971. Chef was 1971. The year I was born. The year I was born. Holy shit! Yeah, look at that. 1971. That's Chef. Uh, next time I'll try to shorten. I didn't realize the intro was so long. But I love that song. 
it goes on like, who was the man? You know, you know the song. Anyway, I'll try to cut the intro. I didn't realize it was such a long lead into the lyrics. But that's this is our Eric Adams update. This is a, a bad motherfucker. Yes, he thinks he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, I'll make sure I play the lyrics next time. We'll try to do regular Eric Adams updates. Um, but <laughs> uh, New York City is going to end its aggressive but contentious coronavirus vaccine mandate for municipal workers, Mayor Eric Adams announced on Monday, signaling a key moment in the city's long battle against the pandemic. With more than 96% of city workers and more than 80% of New Yorkers having received their primary COVID-19 series and more tools readily available to keep us healthy, this is the right moment for this decision, Mr. Adams said in the statement. In other words, we've done all the damage we're going to do, so now we can end this. Starting Friday, Mr. Adams said the vaccination for the coronavirus will become optional for current and prospective city workers. Visitors to city schools will also no longer be required to provide proof. Can you believe how stupid this is that visitors to city schools will required to provide proof or at least one dose to enter the fucking school? These fucking Neanderthal morons. The vaccine mandate for city workers was set in October 2021 by former Mayor Bill de Blasio and was one of the most aggressive steps in the nation to increase vaccination rates. It prompted hundreds of workers to be fired and a series of lawsuits, actually thousands. I think it was 2,000, almost 2,000. Some workers applied for religious exemptions. Mr. Adams, a moderate Democrat, that's the opinion of the Times. There's no proof he's a moderate Democrat. That's the, that's, once again, that's an opinion of the Times. They, that shouldn't be there. Real journalists wouldn't put those words there. A, a Democrat, not moderate. I, I'm going to edit. I'm going to do my own fact-checking. Mr. Adams, a Democrat, entering his second year in office, has sought to push the city past the pandemic and has ended many of the mandates implemented by de Blasio. Of course, ended them over a year into taking office. Last year, Mr. Adams ended vaccine mandates for private employers and for indoor dining and ended mass mandates to school. Last September, Kathy Hochul, blah, blah, blah. Uh, New York City's health commissioner said the city was not leaving. Anyway, but. Uh, yes. So what happened is now there are a bunch of lawsuits. There are a bunch of lawsuits. The Times has to go into how these vaccine mandates were so great, of course. But um, uh, the lawsuits are people who want their jobs back and want to get paid back pay. And they're going to win all those lawsuits. You know, what's amazing is that Republican cities are going to do real well because they're not going to be – Democratic cities are going to lose so much money. They're already broke. And I'll get into how broke San Francisco is in a second. But Democrat-run cities are so broke, and they're going to become more broke. Because as we have seen with all these court cases, these judges are deciding on the side of the workers. They're not really deciding, they're not really making decisions on the side of the workers. They're making decisions on the side of the U.S. Constitution. And all of these things were anti-constitutional. That lost, that lost people, people lost their jobs, people lost their livelihoods, people lost years of income, and that's all unconstitutional. And these workers are going to, they're going to win these lawsuits. They're going to be given back their jobs if they want them, and they're going to get years of back pay. And the longer the city holds out on this, the more they're going to owe them. So I cannot wait to see all these lawsuits. I can't wait. I want all these Democratic cities to go totally bankrupt. That's what I want. I want them to go totally bankrupt. And I want them to learn, and I want the people in those cities to learn that what they did was wrong, that what they did was illegal, that what they did was unconstitutional, and the cities and the people in those cities who vote for those fucking scumbags need to feel it. And they will. And they will. They will absolutely 100% feel it. 
because all of these lawsuits are going to be won. Remember, who do we like? We like the Children's Defense Fund there, the one run by uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr., because they are filing lawsuits left and right, and they need money. Once again, these lawsuits need money because the cities have a lot of lawyers. The cities have a lot of cheap lawyers on their side who will do whatever they need to do for the city and drag these things out and make people go bankrupt to try to keep these lawsuits going. So these, play, these, 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 these organizations like Children's Defense Fund need money in order to keep lawsuits going. So we want to make sure that if we give any money, we give it to these organizations before we even think about giving it to, to politicians, okay? Because that will really help when it comes to um, of getting the, these lawsuits uh, won, you know? Um, if I can, if I can write in here, lawsuits, um, you know, so it goes without saying, it goes without saying that what they should be doing, right? If they want to do the right thing, and of course they don't want to do the right thing is they should be saying, well, even though this was unconstitutional, they'll never admit it was unconstitutional, which it was. These were wrong. For the, even if the vaccine, I've made the point a million times, even if the vaccine was proven effective and safe, these were unconstitutional and they never should have happened. These were illegal. But the fact that the vaccine was totally ineffective and did not stop the spread makes it not only unconstitutional, makes it totally fucking moronic. It's a totally stupid, moronic thing to have a vaccine mandate for a vaccine that doesn't stop the spread. Right. Which is the they will admit that was the whole point of their mandate. Right. To get people vaccinated to stop the spread of covid. Right. Because they were worried that unvaccinated people, even though if your vaccine works, why? Why would the unvaccinated if your vaccine works and you get the vaccine, you don't have to worry about anybody else. You see, it never made sense from the beginning. It never made sense from the beginning. But they kept it going because that was the narrative. They kept it going because that was their narrative. That they were going to have vaccine mandates because anti-vaxxers were Republicans. Anti-vaxxers were Trump supporters, and we have to make sure we punish them. That was the whole idea. That's where it came from. It came from Trump. It came from the mental illness, the psychological illness of Trump derangement syndrome. That's where it came from. And, of course, that getting having power over others gets them excited sexually. Having power over others really excites them. It would motivate them to live these people. So that was all part of it also. But what they could do now, if they, if, they, if they had any kind of, if there were any kind of soul at all, okay, they would come out and say, if they had any heart and soul at all, they would come out and say, well, we thought these vaccines were going to stop the spread. They didn't, right? They didn't. So the vaccine mandates weren't necessary. They didn't work. We made a mistake. We erred. We, we made an error. These people should not have lost their jobs. They shouldn't have lost their money. And so we're rehiring these people if they want their jobs back, and we're making sure they get the back pay. But they won't do that. So now they're going to be forced to do it. And like I said, the longer they wait, the more they're going to owe, right? So we'll see where it goes. But I, I, I believe that the workers will win. I believe the workers will win. And these cities are going to really, really end up Losing a lot of money. And those politicians that make their cities lose money are never going to admit it's their fault. Right? They're never going to admit that they're going to get, they're going to lose lawsuits and yet they're not going to take responsibility for that. It's, it's insane. The whole thing is just totally insane.
Totally insane. <clears throat> but once again, it's not easy to sue a city. It's not easy to sue a city if like you fall in a, you know, people sue, they get, they, they trip on a crack and they break their head or they break a bone, they sue the city and it takes, they usually win. In fact, they almost always win. But sometimes it takes like three years, five years, a decade. So these things take a long time and they're very, very expensive. They're very, very expensive. So let's help these people win. In fact, here it is. I found the story. The unions are vowing that we're suing to have back pay for all the members who were put on leave without pay. One of the litigations that it was illegal, it was punishment and they weren't given due process, said James McCarthy. This is for the firefighters. The firefighters. Remember who was fired? A lot of firefighters, a lot of police officers, first responders, hospital workers, nurses, doctors. These are all people who the city, they gave that fucking lip. Remember they gave lip service to these people? They're so great. The first responders went in in 2020 and they were unprotected and they didn't know and there was no vaccine and they were heroes. And these fucking heroes, they call them, are the same ones who they fired. The heroes are the same people who a year later, they all, less than a year later, they all fired. And they don't want to rehire them and give them back pay now. This is how full of shit people like Eric Adams are. Just hours after the mayor lifted the vaccine mandate, unions representing police officers, firefighters, and other city workers who lost their jobs said they would take the city to court and insisted they get back pay for time lost. <clears throat> I'm just one person. I'm one of many people, one of many women, one of many people of color that have been affected by this mandate said Sophia Medina, a firefighter. It's preposterous, and I definitely never want to see this again. For me, this is a big win, but it's not the end of the fight, and I personally won't stop fighting until everybody gets the opportunity to get their jobs back, and then we have it in writing that this can never happen to us again. Yeah, good for that. Once again, the only way this won't happen again is if there's punishment for this crime. There must be punishment for these crimes. These people must be punished. Forget about getting anything written in writing that it won't happen again. What, even if Eric Adams, which he's not, is going to put in writing, I won't do this again. It doesn't mean the mayor 10 years from now or 20 years from now isn't going to do it. But the mayor 10 or 20 years from now or 50 years from now, if they look back on this and see what happened and see how these mayors and governors were, were punished, how their cities were punished, how they lost lawsuits, then they might not do it again. But unless that happens, of course they'll do it again. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. So speaking of cities, here in my city of San Francisco, <clears throat> what am I going to read first? You know, I'll read this. The Muni, which is the, the local transportation here, faces a massive $214 million deficit. Let me read that again. $214 million deficit. And the city... The city, as admitted to by Mayor London Breed, is in a huge deficit, huge deficit. This is before the lawsuits that they're going to lose. San Francisco's transportation agency could face a massive budget deficit beginning in 2025 as federal money runs dry while fare and parking revenues slowly recover. The dismal budget outlook could bring a doomsday scenario where muni services cut by 25 percent if the municipal transit agency's parking and fare funds stagnate and the agency fails to find new revenue resources before its deficit balloons by hundreds of millions of dollars. 
So-called fiscal cliffs have loomed in the periphery for the SFMTA and other Bay Area transit agencies that have kept trains, buses, and ferries running during the pandemic thanks to $4.5 billion in federal aid. Now the extent of transit's financial distress in coming into sharp relief plans to the seat down. Okay, so basically for the, for the SFMTA, the cliff could start as soon as 2025, the fiscal year, when the agency forecasts a $130 million budget deficit. By 2026, the agency projects its deficit could swell to $214 million. So what will happen? Who? Let's see. Who's going to suffer? Is Mayor London Breed going to suffer? Is the hair gel king of California Newsom going to suffer? Is Joe Biden going to suffer? No, of course not. You know who's going to suffer. The people are going to suffer. You and I are going to suffer. The workers are going to suffer. They'll fire workers. They'll fire more workers. Then they're going to cut the the buses and the trains by 25% possibly. So people have to get to work will suffer. That's who will suffer. Once again, all because of their COVID restrictions and regulations and policies. Once again. Now, bad enough. What does London Breed tweet out today? What does the mayor of San Francisco tweet out today? Hey, you can apply for San Francisco's first ever drug laureate program by February 16th at 6 p.m. I'm sorry, drag. I thought that was drug. I thought, okay, drug, fentanyl is a big problem. All right, they can have someone who's going to be running some drug program. All right. No, no. I'll read that again because it's so insane and so ridiculous. I continue to read it wrong. I continue to read it as though I live in a real non-clown car society, as I live in the real world. But I don't. I live in a clown car, bat crap crazy society. So I'll read this again. Apply for San Francisco's first ever drag laureate program. Drag laureate program. By February 16th, our first drag laureate will also receive a $55,000 stipend for their incredible work to serve as the city's ambassador to LGBTQ plus arts, nightlife and entertainment communities. Drag laureate. Let's click on this. This is from the San Francisco Human Rights Commission. On behalf of the Office of Mayor London Breed and City and County of San Francisco, San Francisco Public Library and the Human Rights Commission are proud to share with the community the official application and selection criteria for the Drag Laureate of San Francisco. If selected as San Francisco's first Drag Laureate, you will lead the way for revolutionary new representation that uplifts and highlights the storied drag history of the city and county of San Francisco and the significant contributions of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and or questioning intersex, can you believe this? Intersex, asexual, and two-spirit, hold on, it continues, plus LGBTQIA2S plus community. These people aren't insane. These people aren't mentally fucking insane. The inaugural drag laureate will receive an honorarium of 55 grand to carry out 18 months of service in this role. What are the qualifications? I don't know. A good drag queen? Is that that it? A drag queen. Probably a drag queen who's like done community service. That's what I'm guessing here. The drag laureate. Let's go into the drag laureate FAQs. Drag laureate. Where else but in San Francisco would you see an application with the drag laureate FAQs? Oh, look, there are many. Oh, look at this. Here, in case you were wondering, 
What are some of the examples and duties and activities of the inaugural, inaugural, inaugural so that means there's going to be more than one year, drag, it's going to be a regular thing, drag laureate will lead. Well, the drag laureate will deliver an inaugural event in honor of the new position and will be expected to serve as an official ambassador for San Francisco's drag community by attending community and civic events. Additionally, the drag laureate will produce drag-centered events and programming centered on celebrating and supporting San Francisco's dynamic and diverse LGBTQI plus community in collaboration with San Francisco Public Library, Friends of the San Francisco Public Library, the San Francisco Arts Commission, and other city departments and community partners. Will the drag lawyer grant award be given in a lump sum? Do I get the 55 grand all in one shot? Like I, like in a lotto? Like if I played scratch-offs? Or do I get it over the 18 months of service? Well, the drag award can be offered in a lump sum or can be split between the two calendar years of a laureate's 18-month term. The inaugural drag laureate will receive an honorarium of 55000 to carry out 18 months of service in this role. Will the drag laureate act as a guide or ambassador for San Franciscans and visitors to the city's drag community? Ooh, yes. The inaugural drag laureate will lift up the story drag history of San Francisco and will act as an ambassador to the city's drag community. The incumbent will lead the way for revolutionary new representation that highlights the significant contributions of the LGBTQI plus community. Toward the end of their term, the inaugural drag laureate will also help promote the search for and support the selection of the next laureate. Oh, so the first laureate. So this is, is going to be every 18 months, I guess. The, 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 the first laureate will then decide, will be able to have input into the next laureate is. So this is going to be 55,000, I guess, every 18 months. Are the t- what are the tax implications of receiving the, the drag laureate award? Any monies received are taxable to the recipient. Oh, wow. They're, they're taxable. It's not, it's not under the table, baby. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is insane. <laughs> this is truly insane. A drag laureate. 55 grand in a city that is broke. In a city that's in a huge deficit. That's going to become more broke with the lawsuits. That the SFMTA, that the, the, the transportation system that moves people, that gets people to work, is in a $214 million deficit, is going to spend $55,000 every 18 months on a drag laureate. This would be absolutely bat crap insane if the city had money. But for a city that has no money, just coming out of COVID, has no money because of their own COVID policies, to spend $55,000 on something so fucking dumb, so worthless, so inane as a drag laureate is the height of liberal stupidity. It is the height of liberal virtues. Look at us, how virtuous we are. We have a drag laureate. San Francisco is the first city to have a drag laureate. Is there going to be a special flag for this? Or is just a, another color going to be added to the already ridiculous out-of-control rainbow flag? This is the city I live in, folks. I mean, there's no help coming for me. There's no help coming. There's no help coming. I really, really got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I'll be like Biden. I'll raise my voice. I got to get out of here, Jack. Vlad, are you going to a Francisco's drag laureate? You might be able to get the job. 
<laughs> no, I, I'm too manly. I'm too manly. I don't think I qualify. I'm not a good-looking guy. No, I'm sorry. Come on. I, I do not qualify. You know. <laughs> I remember. I remember years ago while working at Starbucks, uh, there was a fellow supervisor, a friend of mine, and and uh, I'm gonna call him Gary because I forgot his real name. And no, sorry, Chris. That was his real name. And Chris told me. The reason the the management doesn't like you here is because you're not gay enough. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" What? Uh, he, he goes, "Yeah, when you're attending the customer, you're just too manly." Oh my! So God. what do I gotta do? I gotta fake my voice like a trans? Wait a minute! You know, wait a minute! Can you imagine saying that to someone that you're not straight enough? If yeah, straight, you're, not straight. you're not straight enough. Oh my goodness! Say you're gonna race how and try to sue. Me yeah. and the company get me yeah, fired. Exactly. You know, you know, get me fired for for making a commentary. So, uh, you know, but she like she didn't tell me. He kind of told me laughingly in in the in the in the back room where the office and you know supplies are at. And right. Chris tells me, you know what, Vladdy, you're not gay enough, bro. But we were laughing together so so hard. I was like, well, I'm sorry, dude. Let me try a little bit harder now. You know, Should I come in with the rainbow thing and maybe dye my hair and? Yeah. Hi, you know, play yeah, the part. It just takes. It just takes. You know, it takes maybe a little bit of a pizzazz here and there, Vlad. Yeah, a little, a little bit of a, of a pin here, a little bit of a flag there, and that's all you need. <laughs> all you need to do is virtue signal on the outside. You don't have to have anything on the inside. Just virtue signal on the outside. And that's, that's I, I know. I know. In reality, Mike, it's all talk. Just watch what you say and agree with them. Play along. I could do that. I got no problem. You know why? Because a lot of these these liberals usually. You know, between white women and and black women, they assume that all Latinos are naturally, automatically, gay, Democrats, progressive, feminist, all this shit. So automatically, I get lumped in a stereotypical in stereotypical fashion. Yeah. So so I I already know I could just walk in and immediately over. Oh, but once they hear me out, then they'll know. Oh shit, we were wrong. You're damn right, you were wrong. You know, I'm uh, I'm the polar opposite of everything. That would have been me maybe 20 years ago, right? And not yeah. that bad either. But right. guess what? You know, I'm not that guy. The more I know about you guys, the more I'm disgusted. You know, it's so sad. Right. And, and you know, but it is what it is. Life is it is. But you know what? We could all try to be trans laureate <laughs> in our towns. This is, this is, I mean, this is just insane. Hey, at $55,000 a pop, that's not bad. Maybe it could be a little bit more money, but at $55,000 a pop, shit. Oh, it's $55,000. I'm sure it's uh, one event here and there. In 18 months, I'll probably do four or five events. <laughs> you know you know how the city is. Yeah. $55,000 for nothing. Believe me, Mike, you need to leave. I know San Francisco is beautiful, but these people are running it to the ground. Run, buddy, run. Like the Bible says in Revelation, leave her. Referring well, that's to the her. problem. If you're actually qualified for jobs, you can't get them in San Francisco. You certainly can't get jobs that can support your lifestyle here to be able to live here. Well, no, I mean, and you're, you you're making... What, what, what qualification is there for a drag laureate? What college yeah. do you have to go to? What degree did you need to become a drag laureate and make 55K for doing yeah. anything? It's, 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 it's a total spit in the face. You're spitting in the face of actual people who are qualified to do work, either can't find it here, or certainly can't find work that's going to be able to let them afford an apartment here and to live here, where everything is so incredible. You know, you know what, Mike? They should just declare trans, gay, all that a disability. Let's just give them a paycheck benefit and move on and get the jobs that you want here and there. Just leave us alone. Just don't do politics. Don't get into government. You're disabled. 
I promise well, that, you, I'll be. You Vlad, know? That, that's what the mayor here just did. That's another thing they just did, you which know. no one is talking about. Which is they're giving eighteen, no, fifty-five people. They're giving fifty-five people in San Francisco who, 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 who identify as one of the ninety-six genders. <laughs> oh yeah, shit! I thought it was seventy-two. Stipend. They're giving oh. them a stipend. They're giving them money. They're giving them like eighteen hundred a month for a year or a year and a half, just because they are. Part of a group which the left here considers so oppressed, oh so goodness. oppressed that my they goodness. deserve money. They basically deserve reparations. Yeah. Mike, how could you be so insensitive? They're the oppressed group. You have to understand that. But yeah, you understand, you know? right. And, and in a broke city, we're broke. We're broke. We we can't afford the basic fundamental things like transportation, like public transportation. But they want to drag laureate. I mean, to think this could exist in a world. Once again, I'm oh. li I'm living in like an outdoor insane asylum. I'm living in an open air insane asylum. Basically, is what I'm doing. This goes back to an old movie, a very controversial movie. You got first of all, you get a city like San Francisco dead broke. Financing Brokeback Mountain, <laughs> all over again with a with a modern day touch, exactly. with trans now. Exactly. So the guys are trans, you know. Just put a a, a guy dressed up as a girl, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's my goodness. Sake. Once again, I I thought that was the only city that was financing even the operations not long ago. What happened to that shit? That I'm pretty sure that's not over with, right? They probably bankrolled and they're bankrupt also because of that. Yeah, I, I mean, wow. it, it, it's look what they want to do here is simply like Biden did tonight in the State of the Union. They want to play to the lowest common denominator of their party, of their base. That's basically what they're doing. That's, it, this keep it keeps politicians in office. It keeps Democrats in office in blue cities, just like Biden gave a speech to try to get his base riled up and hopefully get more support for people in his party saying he should run again. That's that's exactly what they're doing here. It's, it doesn't matter if the city's going to go broke. It doesn't matter that 99% of us are going to suffer. It doesn't matter. They just want to They want to keep in power, Vlad. They want to stay in power. And this is what they do to stay in power. And this is exactly it goes works. back to, to, to what I, we talked yesterday. It's a matter of getting power. They don't care. They didn't build it, but they sure want to ride that shit. They sure want to control it and tell everybody else how to, how to do things. They didn't build shit. I have not known. Please tell me the famous gay inventors. Please tell me the ones that started great infrastructure, great bridges, great great uh, buildings. You know, please tell me. I'm not talking about the few here and there in tech. I'm telling you the great thinkers of, of, of Western civilization. And I can I could name what I can do is I can name I can name many Italian American uh, right. inventors. I can name Italian Americans who came here hundred uh, hundred and hundred years ago, hundred plus years ago, and built this country into what it is today. Exactly. Therefore, and I believe those people, come on, how were they paid 100 years ago compared to the way people are paid now? They were paid nothing. They were exactly. taken advantage of. And I want reparations, Vlad, as an Italian-American. I want reparations for my forefathers who came here and built this country and got nothing for it. This, this is exactly the very people Dr. Michael Savage looks up to, that, that generation that you're talking about. Of, of your great-grandfathers and all that that built America. These are the ones that built America, not the ones that are crying, ah, they were, they were slave owners and, you know, they were slaves and, and they built. No, bullshit. You built the plantations. You, you, you worked that. That's understandable. But when it comes to Europeans that came over, Irish, Italian, right, Jews, Germans, they're the ones that built where we have New York, all that area. That's why it's rich. It's rich in that culture. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I also recognize my own heritage as a Latino Mexican. Mm-hmm. You know, not a Latinx, okay? Let's clear that up. Not Latinx. What is, what is a Latinx? I, I don't know what the hell that is. That must be a new product out in the market. I, well, I don't think it's going to sell too well. They did a poll that showed like 98% of Latinos don't hate, they actually hate that term. No, we do. It's, it's actually <laughs> offensive. I told uh, the, some of the guys in the calling, I told them, you better stop calling me Latinx or I'm going to go over there and bop you right in the head and go, that's offensive. <laughs> You're, you know, I mean, come on, Latinx, what the hell is that, Latinx? When I first saw it, I thought it was Latinx. Yeah, I thought that was like the next the next cat next to the lynx, you know? The lynx, you know, Latinx. I go, is that a new animal? Latinx. Yeah. <laughs> well, I go, these, these are terms that white liberal elitists come up with. Yeah. They, they, it's not the, the people don't want these terms. They, look, even that ridiculous thing I read, this... The, I mean, all those things they go through to describe the gay and lesbian transgender community, it's like it's become eight, it's become like, what's it now? LGBTQIS2 plus. It's, it's insanity. They yeah. all, a mental people, mental patients will come up with this shit. But, but think about it. Think about it, Mike. Honestly, what's more insanity? The people, the little group, quote unquote, the oppressed, marginalized of the LGBTQ promoting that shit or really the people behind them, the companies, the white liberals, the black liberals, the Hispanic liberals, and everybody's a freaking progressive liberal and all that shit promoting that garbage. You know, they're using yeah. that. The Democrat Party yeah. using that as their platform. Yeah. You know yeah. what? What they're doing is they're alienating people, and people are not going to vote for them. Say, you know what? Screw you! I never considered being a Republican. I didn't like them, but I was lied to. Now I'm going to vote for them. So screw you! You know, absolutely. And I, and it's it's like Sarah Huckabee Sanders said tonight in her, her response to the State of the Union that the left, the Democrats, are becoming this party that wants these ridiculous culture wars. Right? They want these ridiculous culture wars. They talk about things that 99.99 percent of Americans don't care about. That don't affect their lives, the lives of the mass of the many. It's all of this wedge issue, virtue signaling, woke garbage. And exactly. that has basically taken over the Democratic Party. That's what the left has become. And now and now here in Colin, you have a bunch of these little dumb nuts that used to be so called leftists to, to the Democrats who voted for them. Now they don't want nothing to do with them. Oh, they're not left. They're not well no, they are left, like it or not. They got your Marxist uh, bases. They might all, not all be the AOCs and the Bernie Sanders. I go, but they're there. You voted for that shit. You're for that shit. And guess what? This is what you made it. And now you want to r- run away from it because they're not true communists or socialists or, or they sold out, you know, like AOC and, and the squad. Well, it is what it is, I go. But it's part of that group that's destroyed America. Let's be honest. You know, they, they hate God. They hate mankind. Really, I'm going to use the old term, mankind and womankind for that matter. They hate traditional marriage. They hate children, okay? Otherwise, they wouldn't be at- attacking children in the school, trying to indoctrinate them and trying to ha- ha- have surgeries without their p- parental, uh, you know, without their parental's uh, knowledge and, and acknowledgement and, and approval of such a surgery. So I go, what do you have? You, you don't have the United States anymore. That's why these people hate the church. They hate their own lives. They're shadowing. They're projecting their own bullshit. And you're wrong. So what do they do? Just insult you since they can't defend their points. So you're a homophobe. You're a transphobe. You're whatever the hell phobe. Go down the whole damn list, right? Yep. Yep. Really, I'm, I'm fearful. I'm confronting this shit, but I'm fearful. I'm, I'm afraid of. No, I'm afraid of what you're doing to my to my beautiful country. 
you know, my goodness sake, it's disgusting, honestly. Now, you know, if, if an ERA were ever to pass, the Equality Rights Act, all that shit, what a lot of people don't understand, what's going on right now with Jack Phillips, that he's at the Supreme Court fighting that, that, that lawyer that, that tried to set him up regarding trans, built, making a trans cake, whatever the hell that is, we're going to end up having multiple cases like that because somebody was not be allowed to be married at a traditional church. Yes, right. By a traditional pastor. Right. I mean, we're going to be having people trample a photographer, a mechanic, a teacher. You didn't want to educate me. You know, they're, they're, come on. This is disgusting. The world is looking at us and laughing at us. China's looking at us and they're disgusted with us. Russia is looking at us and they're more disgusted. And that's why they make the laws they make, because they want to keep their society whole and not screwed up like ours. Yep. Confused. Absolutely. Absolutely. No Look, even tonight in the State of the Union, you know, B- Biden brings up the ridiculousness of, of assault weapons bans. Of course, there's once again the usual ridiculousness, ridiculous, pointless, useless you know, laws they want to do, Democrats, when it comes to gun control. And, of course, anti-constitutional, anti-Second Amendment, it's, it won't, won't pass. It won't, it won't make it past the Supreme Court. But they bring up, he brings up something like that. He'll bring up, once again, red meat for his Democratic base and assault weapons ban. Yet what he doesn't really talk about is the real importance of, of what's happening now with China and what a threat they've become in this balloon that he allowed to travail for a week across the United States, gathering data. That, bu- that balloon crossed Alaska. There's so much ocean in Alaska. It could have been shot down. There's only, you know, probably less than 2 million people in Alaska. It wouldn't have harmed them. They should have shot that down as soon as it crossed the Bering Strait. Immediately. It should have never even gone to Montana. These bastards, you know, were just recording, live recording, I believe. Even though, from what I heard, is is they, they didn't have the capacity. Well, first look at the technology, see how how advanced they are, and I bet you they got some some footage of what they wanted to. But you know what? Overall, the Chinese are testing testing us to see where we're at, if we're resilient in our actions or we're not. I mean, we need Trump or at least DeSantis. Fuck, get somebody in there and get this deadhead out and put him in a convalescent home already, for crying out loud, or hospice for that matter. You know, he could he could die already. He's disgusting, dude. He's disgusting. I did not vote for this man. I've never liked his, his politics. I never liked him as a Democrat. And and honestly, I haven't voted for any Democrat president since Al Gore. That was the last idiot I voted for. Never, never again. Exactly like the Jews say regarding Hitler. Never. And regarding the, the Holocaust, never again. I I'm agree. serious. I'm I so agree. disgusted. Absolutely. And and if I, if I don't see the Republicans act up, I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe consider not voting, but it's disgusting. I work every election as a call center tech. I'm disgusted with what I see. Not my fellow techs working around a bunch of kids, youngsters, people of all ages, but it's just disgusting what I see every on a daily basis. Absolutely. You know, it's like, how the hell can we vote? How, how is my vote going to count? I'm in the bluest. You are in the bluest state, same state. I mean, you're, you're in Northern California. I'm in Southern California. Mm-hmm. The bluest, and, and I see it, and, and, you know, there's little cities that want to partition, that want to secede, uh, and, you know, you hear San Bernardino or, or Orange County, you know, you heard the story, uh, I might be wrong on the city, by the way, and, and what, they want to secede, they say, you know what, how can we leave California, why, because they, they're tired of the bullshit, they're tired of the high cost of living, they don't want that, they don't want the, the, the nonsense of, of Gavin Newsom. He's disgusting. He's a disgusting man. He might be pretty boy, but you know what? He's a disgusting man. Absolutely. Vlad, 
I'm going to wrap up the show. Thanks for the call. I you got it, man. Love Thanks you, man. As, as God bless always. you. Yes, you too. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, I think I covered as much as the State of the Union and other stuff I want to cover today. Once again, I shouldn't get too angry. We shouldn't look too much into this. Like I said, the whole thing basically in the wrap up was, as I've said during the last couple of hours of the show, is that it was all written to try to get that 31 percent number up. The 31 percent of Democrats, only 31 percent of Democrats coming into the State of the Union said they want Biden to run again. Six out of 10 people said they want someone else. So they wanted to get that number up to get more support for him. So this played to basically those people. It played to those really, really, really far left cultist Democrats who at this point would rather see someone else than Joe Biden get the nominate, run and get the nomination. And this was all just to get Biden's numbers up just to get that number up, not even the overall approval rating. They don't care about that. What they really care about is that 31% number. They want to get that up so he has more support going into an announcement that he's going to run for re-election at 82 years old. Anyway, all right. The name of the show is Unless Be Heard. It airs Monday night through Friday night. That's 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern Time. And once again, This is Mike Cachopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it 